Hi, and welcome to the King Kumar Podcast. My name is Advait Kumar, and I started this podcast because I'm a college student, and it can be hard for people in college to make their dreams and their goals a reality. But not just college students, everyone struggles. So I started this podcast to interview successful people, extraordinary people who are making their dreams and their goals come true. Now, today's podcast is with someone famous, Brian Breach. But before I tell you about Brian Breach, I want to share a quote with you guys by Michael Jordan, the legend. I failed over and over again and over again in my life. That's why I succeed. Now, I share that quote because today, me and Brian dive into failure. Now, a quick overview on who Brian is. Brian is an entrepreneur and a media influencer. Brian is an entrepreneur. He, he develops real estate um, properties. He puts people on magazine covers and in magazines. And he's also into media. He is a musician. He's also a YouTuber who does pranks and who makes videos giving back to the homelessness and doing homeless experiments where he educates people on the life of the homeless people. Today, we talk about Brian's story. We talk about how he overcame a troubled childhood. We talk about failure and how failure led him to find his dream job. In fact, he had a TED Talk about failure, which will be linked below. We also talk about social media and its presence on us. We talk about how social media impacts us millennials, how social media will determine our futures and whether or not we get a job. We then talk about how social media impacts our political decisions. We just came off a um, presidential election. We talk about how um, how social media impacts where we who we vote for, our political views. We also talk about fake gurus and how you know what are the differences between a real guru and a fake guru. Now, quick disclaimer. This was recorded in the beginning of quarantine in like March or something. So, yeah, just know that when you listen to it because we talk about the beginning of COVID and we have no, we had no idea what was going to happen and we could still be under quarantine. Now, this is part one. In part two, we'll dive more into Brian's story. And that'll be out late sometime next week, either on Mon- on Wednesday and then another one on Friday. Anyway, I hope you guys are ready and eager to learn. Let's get into the podcast and learn about Brian. Wait. Wait a sec. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into the podcast, you guys know what to do. The quick spiel. This will be really, really quick. I'll get out of the way. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you guys share it with three of your friends. Um, make sure you guys can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, and I will start to review, read them um, on this podcast. So if you guys could review my podcast, and if you guys could share it. And also, this is going to sound really, really weird. But on Apple Podcasts, if you guys could unsubscribe and subscribe back again, that tells the algorithm that to push it out to more and more people. So if you guys could do that, that really help out my podcast. And yeah, again, a, a brief, again, if you guys could listen all the way, um, listen to the podcast, yeah, um, subscribe, 
share the podcast that really help on my podcast. And again, let's get into the podcast and let's learn from Brian how we can make our lives better. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the King Kumar podcast, where your dreams and goals will become a reality through my interviews with my guest. As today, I have a very special guest with me. His name is Brian Breach. Brian, first of all, how are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? I'm doing amazing, man. We're alive and we're healthy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you. I appreciate you having me on. Good, man. I'm, I'm really glad that you're healthy with this whole coronavirus scare. <laughs> we're, I'm corona-free so far, so I'm, I'm staying that way. Um, how is the situation where you are? Just out of curiosity, is there like a lot of cases? Um, what, what's the whole ideal going on with corona in your um, city? Uh, I live in South Florida, so I, I have seen a couple. I think I think there was like three or so when I saw I saw a couple uh, hospitals keeping tests under under wraps. I, I don't know. It, it's you know the numbers are all jumbled, but I've been seeing. Last night I heard that Tom Hanks contracted it in Australia, and that kind of hit me in the chest because I love that guy. But um, yeah, there's I think there's three four cases here. I'm not 100% sure to be honest with you, but worldwide I think there's like almost 4,000 cases now, 3,700 something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. The NBA got canceled. Like I feel like all these sports leagues with all these big crowds are going to get canceled. Like I don't know why, but I think that March Madness is all but canceled with a whole yeah. Fred Holbrook thing and with, with everything that's going on right now it's kind of it's interesting I know you're older than me um, but like in my life I haven't seen anything quite like this um, how about you have you seen anything quite like what we're going through right now yeah so in 2009 there was something I believe called the swine flu or with H, H1N1 I, I believe those were one of the same um, and you know, the, the, the difference now, first of all, there's been pandemics throughout all of history. So there's, you know, there was a pandemic that killed over a million people. The reason why it feels like there's dramatic, dramatically more panic than there is back then is because of social media. So back then, even though in 2009 there was still social media, it wasn't like it was today. And all you're seeing is people posting about it from morning till night. You're seeing the videos uh, in an instant. So it seems like it's so much more panicky. Cause I had somebody say yesterday, oh, nobody panicked like this in 2009. I said, yes, they did. I looked at the timeline, it was the same thing, but you didn't see it or feel it as much because all you had was the news on your television, not on your mobile phone. So um, I did see it back then. It didn't, it, this feels way more panicky, obviously, because I, I literally see people stressing about it all day from morning till night on social media. So we're all, we'll be fine, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but eventually we'll be smart enough to come up with a vaccine and eventually it'll die down like every other pandemic in the history of the world. So um, I'm just going to have faith that we're all going to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. I think that right now the best thing that we could do is wash our hands and um, clean, like make sure we're clean and make sure we're not having like we're not around too much crowds and stuff. Right. And I also think that, I mean, this is controversial, but I do see like many schools closing down just kind of to avoid that contact between other students <laughs> and colleges. I know many colleges have canceled and right. are switching to online classes. Like, thankfully, from where I am, I'm in 
kind of the page in Illinois, in Illinois in the Naperville area. There the Windy been, City. Yep, the Windy City. There hasn't been too many cases, so that's good. Um, I, I'm, we're still waiting and seeing if my school will indeed close down. Hopefully that doesn't happen because I like coming to school, but we'll, we'll have to see anyway. Brian, um, for those who are who just have heard the name Brian Beach, Reach, um, what do you have to say to them? Who is Brian? Kind of what's your childhood? Kind of go through all of that. Yeah, so so I mean, very long story short, if you want to go to my origins, I was born in New York, and I talk about this a little in my TED talk. I was born to a very busy dad and uh, extremely abusive mom, and I had a lot of crazy stuff happen in my childhood. And um, you know, my my mom contracted HIV and she cheated on my dad. She was very abusive. She was arrested on like interstate uh, uh, trafficking charges, and then when we moved to Florida, um, she met a man named Jordan. He had he had uh, gotten murdered, and then my mom passed away shortly after my dad got custody and it was just a lot of people dying one by one and my dad had that back surgery he got a staph infection and my stepmom had a brain tumor and um you know she was out of commission so it was like one crazy thing after another um so through all that i feel like i became like an independent guy and i i, I had that entrepreneurial spirit because i always wanted to make money um but i did music for years and years and years and started off in this group called real life dialect with one of my best friends lex one and then we turned that into um a an independent label called GTPS, and we created a successful hip hop blog called Get That Paper Sun, and that turned into a printing business and into my clothing line. So, if I had to sum me up, I would say I'm in a sense a serial entrepreneur. Um, my last nine to five was from 2004 to 2008, um, and in 2006 I had gotten into some legal troubles, and that prevented me from getting a nine to five anywhere in that time frame so i was kind of forced to go out on my own and do my own thing and many many years later i quit music started shooting funny viral videos did a ted talk and something i shot went super viral and that's got me a lot of opportunities to be able to speak and help people improve other people's lives while also trying to you know step my game up and and uh be as successful as i can you know um i just want to ask you you don't have to answer this if it's too personal but uh I I have talked or I have seen many stories of how people fall into the wrong habits. Like people with a similar talent you do that hang out with the wrong gang and get into drugs, get into crime. Um, what mentality, like what kind of kept you away from that group of people or getting into that kind of mentality? Like what went through your head? What Like how did you not fall into that um, category, if you will? Well, you know, it, it's it's funny. I'm I'm like a I, I think I'm an anomaly because there was a period of time where I was very much in that category, but I still kept one foot out. If that makes sense, I'm not trying to teach people how to be better criminals, but uh, um, I know that when I was doing the stuff that I was doing, I you know there was that world that I would live in where people would know about, but I would always keep my foot out and surround myself with positive people as well. So I never got fully sucked in it because I was smart enough to keep one foot out. Um, and um, you know the thing these days is you want to keep yourself around those positive people. You have to know that there's more to life than that. You know you have to know that 
um, everything that you surround yourself with, from the movies that you watch to the to the stuff that's in your eyeline, to the things I have on my walls here, the posters, to the music I listen to. You, you want to keep all that stuff positive, and you want to keep yourself in that positive mindset, and that's what's going to keep you out of out of all of that stuff. And you just got to know in your heart that you there's a better life out there for you, and that's not what you want in life. You know, I I did wrong. Don't get me wrong, and I, I was in it was in that world for quite a while. You know, and um, I, I make no excuses for myself, but I had to do what I had to do at certain points. But you know, I always knew that there was better out there for me. Um, you know, I think you kind of touched on this, um, but what would you say if there's someone who's listening who's kind of in that wrong crowd and wants to get out? Like, what would you say to them? Like, what would the words be to them to kind of get out, out of that crowd and get their life back on track? Right. A lot of people stay in that crowd because of peer pressure. People calling, you know, people just being scared to leave the wrong people because you may have a friend. You may have a friend of 10 years, one of your best friends in the world. He's doing bad. He's going out. And every time you guys go out, you fight. And if you stop hanging out with him, he's going to call you a pussy or he's going to call you this. You know what? You need to not worry about that stuff. That stuff, at the end of the day, that stuff doesn't matter. Don't worry about peer pressure. That stuff's gonna be with you your whole life. You need to learn how to be a man or a strong woman, and you need to learn how to say no. I know no, the word no is one of the hardest things in the world. When your parents tell you that you need to do this, but you wanna go live your dream and be an artist. When your friends tell you, no, we need to go out every weekend. You, you cannot be afraid, you can't be afraid to tell these bad people and the people that are trying to bring you down no, because what I learned in this life is that misery loves company. People that are doing bad and people that aren't doing anything with their lives, they want other people to sit there and wallow with, and you can't be one of those people. So you need to be strong, get your ass away from those people, stop taking their phone calls, don't worry about what they say about you, because you, you don't need to be around the misery. Interesting. I love that. Thank you for, for the words of wisdom, Brian. Um, what would you say? Like, people, you know, I feel like we live in a age where, um, I think you can kind of touch on this too. You can kind of touch, but like where people um, kind of fall into this uh, mindset, if you will, where if I fail, my life is over. Like, especially like in school, like when you fail like a test, um, like, what do you do? Like, you're not supposed to fail in school you're not supposed to fail in life but um lately um not lately but i've always had this mindset where failures are stepping so to success um and i'm sure you agree but kind of what what is your point of view on failure and how right. can people use failure into success right so my, my ted talk was the name of my ted talk was how to survive without a job through failure so let me let me, let me just let you, let everybody know that you want to fail. You have to fail. Like so, so anyone that's like, "Oh, you're a failure," and this and that, you don't understand that. There's no other way to learn but to fail. I mean, you could take any major person in history, Thomas Edison, one of our greatest inventors. The man literally failed 500 times in something before he got it right. They say that uh, Michael Jordan was cut from his basketball team. You don't think if Michael Jordan had this perfect life and everything was easy and he got to the NBA, no problem. He wouldn't have that heart. He wouldn't have that hunger and drive, but you know what? They cut him, one of the best players in the world. And you know what that did? That that made him work 50 times harder. You have to fail. Uh, they told uh, what, Walt Disney he didn't have imagination. You have to have those failures. You have to fail tests, because if you don't fail a test, how are you gonna learn the answers for next time? And you know what? You're gonna fail your way to success. That's what you need to do. Everything I do in my life, 
every single day, no matter what venture I try, I fail at. Even right now, I'm trying to start a TV show. I've never done it before in my life. I promise you there are going to be some failures within some of my successes because there's no other way around it. There's no way I'm going to get in this TV show and start doing everything perfect, nailing it, hitting everything on the head. I'm, I'm flying by. I got a brand new show on Netflix. It's not going to work like that. It's <laughs> You're going to have to push. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to fight tooth and nail to get what you want. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You have to fail in order to succeed. That's the only way. I love that, Brian. Thank you so much. Um, let's get into more of your story. Like after your childhood, you kind of not. I wouldn't say like after your childhood. How did you get into um, music? And uh, did you attend college at all? Yeah. So it's funny. You're one of the first people that ever asked me that question. Um, so I started off music when uh, one of my best friends in in high school. He's like he started rapping, and uh, we used to beat on desk and make beats. And he encouraged me to start rapping. So I did, and I wrote this one rhyme. And uh, people were like, yo, it's pretty dope. So I'm like, damn, I got encouraged. So I started writing more and I got addicted to it. Like I really started writing lyrics. It made me like, it made me kind of kind of open my mind a little bit and it made me feel creative. So I started writing lyrics and then we started getting booked to perform all, all these shows. And right after high school, I went to community college for two years. I transferred uh, three years. Then I went to FIU and I dropped out the first semester. Like I, it was, I just, I realized it wasn't for me the first, the first uh, final at FIU, I remember walking into class, it was a math final. I didn't even know the final was that day. I had no idea that there was a final that day. That's how bad my, that's whatever I was focused on at the time completely threw me. And I walked into class and I looked around and I'm like, I asked somebody, I, I lean over, I was like, yo, what's, what's going on? They're like, it's the final. And I'm like, today? And they're like, yeah, I walked out of class and I never walked back on campus. I didn't even, res I didn't even withdraw. I just went, I just walked off of campus. So I went to school for three years. Uh, it was kind of like liberal arts mixed with business administration. I learned a couple things. It was cool, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me, I felt. And uh, I just kind of went my own route. It was hard. Maybe I should have stayed in, but you know, that's life. And that's, that's the path that I've chosen. You know, um, it's kind of funny how I asked you the first question about Corona and how many schools are getting, many colleges, I mean, are getting canceled. And um, my question for you is that many people right now are wondering, oh, hey, does college matter? Because, like, what would you say to that? Like, do you think that college matters? Why or why not? It's a good question. It, it, it's, it's okay. So it, it's a very fine line. Does college matter? Yes, of course, increasing your knowledge matters. Of course, learning things, you know, that, that you may not learn matters. But on the other side of that token, we're living in a world where we have social media at our fingertips. We have, we have ways to start businesses without college. Most people that become millionaires are entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? And how do you learn how to be an entrepreneur? In the real world, you go out there, you try, you learn, you fail. You try, you learn, you fail. So. Is college beneficial? Yes, for some people. Is college beneficial for everybody? No, absolutely not. I know a ton of people that did not need college and make just as much because a lot of times when you go to college, you spend say 40, 60 grand or whatever on a bachelor's degree and you're paying that off for another 10 years. You're paying off your loans when you could have started working four years prior or started your own business. Um, there's a saying that a, a lot of times that 
um, what is it? To be an entrepreneur, to be a boss, you need zero college degrees. But to work for a boss or CEO, you need four,、uh, four years of college, which never made sense to me. I could be someone's boss without a college degree, but in order to be an employee, I need four years of training at a college. Like it doesn't make sense. So, do you need college? Yes, for some areas. Do you need college to be an entrepreneur and start your own social media business, printing business, any business? No. So it's a very fine line. You have to find. You have to dig deep within yourself to feel,、uh, to you know, to kind of dig within yourself to see if that's the way you want to go or not. It's it's a it's a personal preference. You know, I think I agree with you fully, and I also want to add in one more for people who are listening to this podcast. Already know what I'm going to go through. It's like it's like spoken knowledge. Anyway, my thing is that I think college does matter. I think you should go to college, even if it's business. Even if it's business, I think you should go to college because it's、right. about the connections. And also, I think that you make the connections you make are going to be so beneficial. Because like, if I didn't make certain connections, I don't think I would be on this podcasting. If I didn't go to COD, and I think that I think that now and now it's not about where you go to college. But what you do in that college? So, like, if we go to North, if we go to like a certain college, like, what do you do? Like, are you just a person who goes and studies, or are you a person who's involved? Like, for example, for me at my college, I am involved. I'm in like two clubs. I'm an officer in two clubs, and I got my own podcast, and I'm working on getting a YouTube channel up and going. Nice. Because I think that, that. Thank you, thank you, and I think that that matters too. Because like I think that you know if you think about it, Brian. Let's say like you had four people. Let's say you're an employer because you are an entrepreneur.、Um, would you rather hire someone with like a four point oh GPA and they just study, or would you hire someone with like a three five or like a three four or even like a three two? But they're very involved. They're in clubs. They're talking to people. They're networking and、right. they're kind of getting involved. Like who would you hire? And And like, who would you hire? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very big on,、uh, you know, I believe in,、um, I believe in experience over talent. So I would hire the person that I feel sometimes has has the most experience. I, I, I understand your, you know, I do understand your question, but you know, I, if somebody comes in personally, if somebody comes in and only has a degree in a field, but then another guy comes in and has four years experience working in the field and had his own business in the field. I probably tend to lean towards experience.、Uh, same, same with、um, uh, same with singers. It's about the hustle for me, to be honest with you. Let's say, let's take singing. Singing, for example, you have the best singer in the world, but she doesn't grind. She doesn't、uh, hustle. I'm not going to put her on a show over a person that's an average singer. But will bust their ass in the studio to make a hit record eventually. You see what I'm saying?、Mm-hmm. So it's it's again it's a fine line. It also depends on the employer. Interesting. I love that. I love that.、Um, so yeah, sorry.、Um, you know,、uh, what are you, have you ever listened to Gary V before? Yeah, he's yeah, Gary V's awesome, man. He's super motivating.、Mm-hmm. Um, he lights a fire under you. Yeah, yeah, I definitely love what what Gary V does. But、um, I know you're a big you're you're into Grant Cardone, correct? Grant Cardone, I, I, it's funny. I started recently getting into Grant Cardone. One of my friends told me to watch his stuff about real estate a couple years back. I never fully got into him, and then recently I started listening to his stuff a little bit more. I bought his book, haven't quite read the whole thing yet, but I'm getting there.、Um, but yes, Grant Cardone is a very motivating guy. I've, I, you know, I've been on his Instagram a bunch of times. I've been in his lives, so. Learning a little bit. Interesting.、Yep. That's awesome. You know, I want to ask you since you are involved with many influential people,、um, 
don't answer this if we don't want to. But uh, my question is, is like, there are tens and millions of courses online, and uh, many people create courses. Now, my question for you is that even like social media marketing, like I know some people have DM'd me and be like, hey, do you need social media marketing help? And my question for you is like, how do you know like if a person's legit or not? How do you know whatever you're getting into? How do you know if that's if you're gonna find value and you're not being like scammed? If you know what I'm trying to say, right? You know, that's an awesome question because just last night. I got I got message for the 50th time from a page asking me if I want to grow my followers every single time. So I always mess with them. So last night this person hit me up, big hey, you want to grow your followers? I said, oh, thank you for wanting to grow my followers for free. That's awesome, bro. Thank you. And I just throw it out there just to mess with them because I get these messages all day long. So. Uh, Okay, first things first, you gotta look at the page, right? So you look at the page, that's the obvious one. You make sure it's a legit person. You make sure they got stories. You make sure they have client stories. You make sure they have referrals. You make sure they have people, you know, giving them props about their stuff. The pages that I saw, it's BS, it was a fake profile, whatever. So someone like Grant Cardone, if you're looking to see if someone like Grant Cardone is legit, you wanna go under his YouTube comments, you wanna go under his Instagram comments, you wanna see if he posted any tutorials and you want to see who he actually made money. So that's the key. If a man is saying, I can make you millions of dollars, but he's never made anyone millions of dollars, guess what? He's probably illegitimate. But when you see a lot of people with Grant, you see a lot of people in the Grant Cardone world, you will see people saying, yeah, I made, I got rich, I got rich, I got rich, I got rich. So there is a lot of people he helped. You know, There's real estate people trying to sell you $15,000 real estate courses and it makes you think, should I put my money and just buy my own place? Or should I spend $15,000 before I even buy a place? Um, you wanna look at the people that they've helped. Um, you don't really wanna look at their net worth or what kind of car they drive. That stuff's good and all, yeah, it shows that they're making money and that's great, but the key factor here is to see who else they helped because that's gonna make you determine. And you know what, reach out to those people. Try to reach out to the people that aren't in cahoots, uh, so to speak, with the Grant Cardones or the Bradleys. Reach out to the people they've helped and talk to them one-on-one quietly. Don't reach out to like, uh, Grant Cardone's business manager, because of course he's gonna tell you, yes, Grant Cardone's amazing. A barber is gonna tell you that you need a haircut three times a week, right? So mm-hmm. you wanna reach out to the people, the the lower level people that just started to see if it's working for them. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely love what you said, and I think I wanna touch on something more, and, and I wanna tell you the social media thing. Like, I think that with social media and with the internet, uh, there's a lot more exposure than ever before. Like, yep. if you look at the current, um, the current president election, like, I'm sure people have found, people, I mean, there is, there is dirt on all, candidates in the presidency and this is not I'm not saying that they support a certain president or not I'm just saying that everyone has their bad side and with social media it's more and more that we can find them they're more and more exposed like we can expose them it's more and more like we can see like what they're doing like maybe you yep. like four years ago with Obama like there wasn't too much exposure now in a world we live today there's a lot of exposure and I think that many many politicians are looking at this and they're kind of watching what they say on social media and I like also like how social media has kind of changed the political spectrum like a lot of the candidates are using social media to market and I, I remember Gary basic something about how marketing is getting into social media and I kind of agree with it what he said he basically said that this is a new age of marketing it's like how um the first it's like how the first 
election, um, one, the first election on TV, like how that was. It's like this today, today with social media. Um, would you agree with the statement or not? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it goes even deeper than that. So what you're saying is, is skimming the surface, but I don't know if you ever saw it was a documentary. It was about Cambridge Analytica. And Cambridge Analytica is a behind the scenes, um, a behind the scenes, almost social media company that collects all our data and they will literally convince you to vote for uh, one president or another president by pulling your social profile and pulling everything you've ever posted, whether it be about Trump, Biden, Obama, and they're they're basically stealing our information and then targeting us in order to uh, uh, to, to vote for a specific president. And then they're also creating millions of fake pages. So anyway, that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother level. But if you ever look up Cambridge Analytica, it's a real thing, and they are targeting all of us to know who we're going to vote for. It's, it's it's unbelievable. And then and then they'll figure out the people that are undecided, and then they'll swing them. So anyway, that's one area. So yes, the area you're referring to is you know someone like Obama, you know, posting on his Instagram and talking directly to us through our stories. I think it helps with these candidates to be more relatable to us. And I think it's uh, I think social media definitely helps grassroots movements move. Um, and you know it's a blessing. Well, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, uh, social media can hurt you because if if one bad thing gets out, every person and their mother knows about it now, and and you're kind of uh, you're kind of hurt. You're going to get a flood of bad messages. Um, like you know there was a there was a documentary released and uh, re- recently Corey wasn't it Corey Feldman or Corey uh, I think it's Corey Feldman. He just released the name of somebody that nobody you know nobody may have thought bad of and all of a sudden this guy gets a million negative messages on his uh instagram page his life is over so you know that's the bad part of social media but it's good if you actually did if you did do something wrong you should get called out but Mm -hmm. what you're referring to i think i think social media is amazing for getting young people involved in politics we just went on a whole nother deeper subject yeah (laughs) i I agree i agree and it's okay it's okay that's what we do on the podcast we talk about all different topics and we have a conversation but um i think you kind of touched on it and as as an entrepreneur as a media entrepreneur as a social entrepreneur um do you do you value do you think that people do you think that companies should value um privacy or like secure like this like there's a debate like whether or not the the government has access to privacy like where are you on that kind of side on on the fence yeah so uh it's so tricky because employers nowadays are literally going to your social media and they are pulling up pictures of you in a bikini a girl or if they're drunk or if there's any party pictures, and it's actually affecting uh, the way they get jobs now. So I think that's what you're referring to when you mean privacy, like something something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, privacy. Yeah, privacy. so it, it's tricky because, you know, I, I knew a girl back in the days, right? And she had like a bikini picture on her page and she was a Jehovah's Witness. And she went to her church one day and these three elders, they call them these older men, they uh, excommunicated her for a year because she had a bikini picture. And I remember telling her, what? Leave the church, that is insane. So you can't practice to your God or your religion and have have religious freedom because three older men saw saw a picture of you on your social media. So it's tricky. If I was an employer, yes, I'd want, it's a 50-50 line. I'd want to go see a little bit about what they're about on social media. I wanna make sure they're not making threats against the political party. I wanna make sure they're not drunk in every picture. Yeah, 
But on the other hand, I do want my privacy. So if you want your privacy on social media, you have to change your settings, to be honest with you. You can't you can't leave it up to an employer not going to research you. You got to you got to change your settings, make it private only to your friends, you know, uh, uh, limit posts to people that you don't want to see your posts. If you have an employer, you're trying out for a gig, you I would probably stay away from having alcohol in your hand in every single picture that you post. If you're trying to get a job at a law firm, you know, what I mean, things like that. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you just got to be a little more cautious. Um, but for me, I, I'm cautious with some things, but I don't have a boss. So I don't really need to be as cautious as some other people. I can really do whatever the hell I want. And I don't care because what are they going to do? No, I can't get fired. <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, again, that's a, that's a great question you just asked. And I think it's a fine line. I think it's another fine line. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to Brian's story. And don't forget, we will have more. Brian will share more of his story next week. So make sure you guys tune in next Wednesday and next Friday. We will wrap up Brian's story and we will learn more from this extraordinary man and learn how to make our lives better and how to improve our lives. Now, before you go, make sure you guys do the following. Make sure you guys, if you didn't listen to the whole thing, make sure you guys do that. I wanted to make this part have multiple parts, so it's not, it's not, you don't have to consume everything into one sitting. So make sure you guys listen to the whole thing, and yeah, make sure you guys are subscribed. Make sure you guys are sharing it with three or four people, and make sure you guys leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and that is it. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I hope you guys make your dreams and your goals happen and peace out.